praise God. And I'm so uh, so grateful. I think uh, in, in case you haven't heard or haven't noticed, uh, it's a birthday for somebody around here, something, something. So I just give praise to God. Um, I, I think it's hard to keep these things a secret if you're a pastor, so whatever praise the lord all glory to god and i've received so many messages from all of you and i appreciate all of you i i, I think god has blessed uh us with the best church in the world really i'd say it's uh, this is not common uh this is also birthday week for ed brown uh, we are both turning 50 within the space of a, a week so uh, we're doing this together Amen. Now, uh, if, I, if you were here last week, I told you that birth is always messy and complicated, uh, but it also brings great joy with it. And especially if you're giving birth to twins, it's even more complicated. Mm? But that means only the more, more the blessing. And uh, I think Ethiopia is going to give birth to twins. That's the word that came forth today in uh, prayer, prayer this morning. Uh, it's an unusual mess because it's an unusual blessing. And uh, I told you the story when me and my wife, we were having our, our second baby. We were here in the hospital screaming and Beatty went to our house and started decorating. So this building is decoration. There is, they both come at the same time. And uh, I want to just prepare for what the Lord uh, is, is doing, not only in our church and what will be accomplished through this building, but what is happening in, in the continent of Africa and in this nation as well. Amen. Uh, it's prophetic movement, prophetic bu bu building that's, that's going on. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Let me start by saying today that um, the city that we are in, it's not just the capital city of Ethiopia. This is also the capital of Africa. Okay, so that means that we have responsibility as this city goes. There's implications for beyond our borders uh, to the whole continent. It is for that reason that the African Union built their headquarters here and established it here uh, in 1963. Right, right. It's because there was something of significance in this city that had implications for for the for the continent. It is why the East Economic Commission for Africa is also here in this city because this city has significance for the rest of Africa and these cities and these organizations have been here for a long time these these organizations are good and they do their work thank God for them but this city also needs a spiritual economic or spiritual commission for Africa in fact, more so than the political commission and the economic commission, the most important facility and the most important activity is the spiritual commission for Africa. Okay, so the African Union was built by the Chinese, praise the Lord. And if you're a Chinese here today, we love you just the same. All right. The economic commission for Africa was built by the AU and uh, the, the UN uh, agencies. But the Africa Worship Center, which is the name of the building, it will be built by the sacrificial giving of God's people. Amen. Praise the Lord. And this is important because um, I, I, 
I feel that as we do our part, God will add the blessing. And it's very important to have a spiritual commission in a city like this with these kinds of organizations in, in the city. And this is why. Uh, there was a man named Sangu Dele from, I believe he's from, from Ghana. He has an organization, a health organization there. And he did a, a, a TED talk <clears throat> in 2014 and he said, and I quote, since the 1960s, over one trillion US dollars in development related aid uh, has been allocated for Africa. How much did I say? More than one trillion. But the real capital income is lower today than it was in the 1970s. Now, I don't know, I'm not, Wood's never strong in math, but I do understand a few things. If you are pumping in that much money, eh, and the people are getting poorer, something is missing in the equation, question mark. Something, eh? everybody say question mark. And it caused us to ask, okay, if, you know, the way the program goes, you give that much, it invests in programs, things start to come together, things build up and things improve because so much invest. But the actual, actually the exact opposite has occurred in Africa. Question mark. Everybody say question mark. Okay, there's something that is amiss. Something that needs to be adjusted. Something that maybe uh, is being covered up in the veil of these glorious Chinese built buildings. All right, now if you're employed by any of these agencies, we love you just the same, all right? And don't, don't, don't feel weight or pressure. You are a Daniel in Babylon, okay? You are an Esther in Persia. You are an ambassador of God there, do your, but do your job. All of them had an assignment when they went to the palace. It wasn't just to take a big salary and drive a fat car. There is an assignment. You are here by assignment. Okay, now the question is, uh, how could this much investment be going into the continent? And it's probably a conservative number, actually, what I just quoted. And the returns become so, so confusing. And I would like to explain why. It is because that economic policy eh, does not exalt a nation. Political strategy does not exalt a nation. Developmental aid does not exalt a nation. Proverbs 14 and verse 34 says that righteousness exalts a nation. So if you have an economic policy that is void of righteousness, you are actually doing a disservice to the, 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 the nation that you serve. If you have a developmental strategy that does not have righteousness embedded in it as its core, you are asking for trouble. Are you following what I'm saying? The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. So the righteousness has to be in place probably more importantly than the, uh, than, the, than the organizations or the institutions themselves. Amen? Um, uh, where I go to school in the UK, I was so blessed how the Lord orders my steps. The, 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 the chairman of the board of our school, he's actually an Ethiopian man. His name is Dr. Makonnen Gaitu. Come on, somebody. And I was so shocked. I didn't know that. And then he came and gave us a lecture and they introduced him as the board. Eddie knows him. Great man. And when he gave us this lecture, he said something that just, I, 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 it, the picture became very clear. He had a long career in development work and NGO work and in all this kind of aid-related uh, long career. And after his retirement, he began to take stock of his career. And he came up with a conclusion for the development and 
aid organization world of, of what the problem is and what the solution is. And what he told, he introduced us to this concept called the Jesus bubble. Okay, now this is how, it's a very simple uh, concept, but uh, it's, it's funny how simple things get dropped <laughs> the higher up you go. Okay, so he said generally development aid, it falls into one of two bubbles. One bubble is uh, capacity building, where you come in with your resources and you take an organization, a people, a school system, whatever, and you just add to it, add value to it to, to bring it up higher right then there's another bubble uh, in the development sector that has more to do with with uh, disaster relief aid relief famine uh, war whatever whatever and they come in with their their help and pull people out of the mess and generally development aid falls in one of these two bubbles and he said over his years of working in that in those in those fields he said what is missing in those bubbles is that the, well, the problem with those bubbles is though they do good work because of the lack of a regulating body okay there is no standard to say that that is too much to charge or too little to charge and, and so overcharging or undercharging whatever the case may be you know the heart of man is wicked and we can get quite creative in the name of institutional aid development. And, and so what he said is, that is why we need this third bubble called the Jesus bubble. Because the Jesus bubble, it functions on the principle of Jesus standards and Jesus ethos. And Jesus ethos is to love your neighbor as yourself, to do unto others as you would, they would have them do unto you. And when you bring that ethos into the development world, that's when the aid and the development really finds legs. When the poverty really turns to prosperity is when the righteousness and the Jesus ethos, the Jesus bubble is put in place. Uh, are, are you following what I'm saying? And so I was sitting in class and while he was drawing bubbles, I was drawing buildings. The African Union, come on somebody, the African, the Economic Commission, and then Africa Worship Center, hallelujah. This, this building is not a building, it's a bubble. This is the Jesus bubble for Africa. This is justice and righteousness bubble. Come on, if you're Jesus people, you should love justice and righteousness. Eh? Justice and righteousness is the foundation of his throne. It is the value of his kingdom. It is how we function as kingdom people. Amen? And so, and so what I realized is, my goodness, this building, God is setting us up. Thank God for the AU and the ECA, but they need a regulating body. All right? They need a regulating body. We need justice and righteousness. We don't need more aid. We need justice and righteousness. Aid has been tried before, and look where it has got us. We need the fear of God. We need to do things right just for doing right's sake. Amen? Amen, amen? Uh, praise the Lord. We, can, we need to stop uh, having bad things happen in the name of good, good projects, good organizations. Amen? Praise the Lord. So one thing we need to realize is the continent that we are in, and if you are not from this continent, but you live here or are visiting, you are part of this continent now. God has ordered your steps from whatever nation that you come from. You are also part of the solution. We are part of the solution. The thing we need to understand is that as, as beautiful as Africa is, uh, modern Africa has been built on imbalanced scales. 
okay? Africa has been built on imbalanced, imbalanced scales. The scales are imbalanced, and as long as the scales remain to be imbalanced, change will never happen. You can shout, you can jump, you can do all kinds of promotion and marketing on online media, but until those scales are balanced, nothing will change in Africa, okay? Imbalanced scales has victimized Africa, okay? This is why the Western nations push such a strong gay agenda in Africa when people need to eat. Imbalanced scales. Hmm? Uh, maybe some of you saw this uh, YouTube recently by, it was a, a lecture by Dr. Howard Nichols, who's a, a Dutch uh, economics professor. And he introduced the idea that uh, the Western economies are pegged, the, 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 the wealth of Western economies is pegged to African resources. Okay, so there's agendas involved to maintain the order that has been in, in, in place since the times of King Leopold. Okay, because Africa is the most blessed continent in the world, we just don't know yet. Okay, and the imbalanced scales are intended to keep things that way. For example, you know, the best chocolate in the world is Swiss chocolate. But there is not one cacao tree that has ever been grown in the history of Switzerland. Okay, that cacao, it comes from Ghana and Ivory Coast and Cameroon. Okay, imbalanced scales. You can keep the chocolate, that's fine, but balance the, the scales. As long as the scales are imbalanced, change will never happen. Africa needs a Jesus bubble. We need a regulating body. We need to do things right so that we can stop being the tail and start being the head. Not so that we can rule over others, but so that the hands of begging can turn into hands of blessing. Hallelujah. Everything is imbalanced. Maybe you don't realize this, but everything is our education systems are imbalanced. That's why people graduate from school in Africa and then they want to go to Europe. All right? When the blessing is here. Zumalachu. Hmm? So so everything our entertainment is imbalanced. Hmm? Our, our everything is imbalanced and as long as the scales remain to be imbalanced, change will never happen. But change is coming and change has begun. Amen? Amen, amen? amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not angry at anybody. I mean, this is, this is nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm just truth. It's just truth. The unfortunate thing, especially in this part of the world, is education, imbalance, politics, imbalanced, right? And it's been that way for a long time. But here's the disaster. Christianity itself and the enterprise of mission has been imbalanced in Africa ever since it first was introduced. Imbalanced Christianity in Africa. Hmm? And forget uh, Africa, in much of the world as well. All right? So, so as long as our faith is imbalanced itself, eh, change will never happen. We are in need of a Jesus bubble for the church itself. Amen. We are in need of a regulating body for the body of Christ itself. Amen. That's why, you know, that's why when Jesus came, to the earth 2,000 years ago, he didn't just come. Hmm? God sent a forerunner to come ahead of him, right? Who was the name? What was the name of that forerunner? John the Baptist. And, and John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. And he came before Jesus was coming. He came first. He came in the spirit of Elijah to restore all things. 
okay? And, and his, his, his foundation verse, hmm? actually, not only his foundation verse, his whole identity, Lord Jesus, may we find our identity from the Word of God. Amen? Amen? Uh, he, they asked him, who are you? What do you say about yourself? And he said, he quoted from Isaiah. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And I'm going to quote Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3. This, is, this was John's message in the time of Jesus. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level and the rugged places plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Praise the Lord. This is what John the Baptist said to prepare the way for the Lord. He said, he said let every mountain be made low. And let every valley be raised up. Let every crooked place be made straight and the rough places smooth to prepare a highway for our God and the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, until the mountains have been brought low and until the valleys have been raised up, the glory of the Lord will have a red light. Traffic light. Eh? But when the valleys and the mountains are level, when the imbalanced scales are balanced, the glory of the Lord gets a green light. Hallelujah. And the glory of the Lord comes. Hallelujah. And mankind together will see it. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus, before Jesus is preached, eh, we need to balance the scales. Because when we preach Jesus with imbalanced scales, the message of Jesus gets confused. All right? Jesus came. Uh, the first words out of Jesus' mouth, his first message, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Balance the scales. Freedom for the captives. Balance the scales. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. Because until the scales are balanced. Are you following what I'm saying? Until the scales are balanced, there is no glory. It may be a shout and a dance, but it's a fake shout and a dance. Because the glory does not come until the scales are balanced. We need a Jesus bubble. We need a redemption of all things. We need to regulate these policies so that the glory of God shows up in the Betamengist. Eh? The glory of the Lord will show up in parliament so that the glory of the Lord will show up in our policy and legislation. Because as long as scales are imbalanced, the misery continues. The richest continent in the world is also the poorest continent in the world at the same time. How this is the power of imbalanced scales. And by the way, somebody is making a lot of money off of this imbalance. That's why it continues. But the fact that John was coming to prepare the way for Jesus with this message, it tells me that the problems that we are facing today in the continent is nothing new. It was also uh, just as bad in the times of Jesus. It is because whether it's today or 2,000 years ago, the heart of man is wicked. The heart of man is greedy. In fact, the Bible says that the heart is wicked above all things. Who can understand it? So we need a revelation of who he is and balanced scales. We need to see him and prepare the way for him. We have to prepare the way for him before we preach him. Amen? Amen? When the church was born, 
The power of God fell, Acts chapter 2. Everyone was filled with the Holy Spirit. But what started with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit ended with balance scales. Because if you keep reading to the end of Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that uh, everyone had everything in common. Because those with houses and lands would sell their possessions and would be distributed among themselves, whoever had need. Praise the Lord. I'm not a socialist uh, because that's, you know, the whole idea of socialism is, is you know, everybody would be equal, share, you know. But the, uh, the, the problem with the socialist mentality, in my, in my understanding, I mean, I understand the whole idea came from, you know, the, the cause of the worker and make equality, you know, the, the, in the time of... Uh, those Russian czars, they were making a lot of money and the scales were imbalanced. So these people, you know, in Stalin and Marx, they came up with these things. Let's balance the scales. And they balanced the scales by taking from the rich and, you know, dividing it among the poor. Hallelujah. Uh, but, but, you know, that's not, that's uh, like kingdom kind of gets the same angle but different results because no one takes anything from everybody. But because the love of God touches our hearts so much, we realize that everything we have is not even ours to begin with and we share what we have with others so that there is and it's done with joy you know when 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 Dirk came in when communism came to in ethiopia nobody was clapping for them and some of you have testimony in here how they took your business took your land and there was measurements if your property was over so much it would be taken and become government property or your business was so much right am i right about it all right that's a sort of kingdom idea but the socialist does it by force whereas the kingdom of god we do it with joy and we make sure everybody has enough to eat and everybody is blessed and everybody's potential that's the kingdom of god that's leveled balanced scales we need a jesus bubble we need a Jesus bubble for Africa. We need to treat our neighbor as ourselves. Praise the Lord. So this is the purpose of Africa Worship Center. I spend a lot of time in the book of Ezekiel because Ezekiel is a Beza book. It's a book of redemption. Uh, uh, the, the, the land was restored in the book of Ezekiel when the temple was restored. All right? Uh, there was great chaos, great mess, a lot of punishment that was doled out. But then God started rebuilding the, the land. But he didn't start building the, rebuilding the land by focusing on the land. He started rebuilding the land by focusing on the temple. And he built the temple and he made sure all of the dimensions were in place. And he made sure the housing for the priests was in place. Hallelujah. Housing for the priests. Housing for the priests. All right. And he made sure everything. But after the temple was made according to the plan of God, the Bible says that out of the south side of the temple, a river started to flow, a small spring. And the river started to grow and get deeper and wider and go farther. And, and the Bible says that everything that the river touched lives. The river crashed into the salt sea and made the salt sea fresh. The, 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 the river that comes out of the temple brings healing to the land. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. Now, if you remember, some of you know my, my story. The Lord showed uh, 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 me two times uh, a vision. One was a vision, revelation, visitation, mixing scripture, uh, and a dream combination, you know. But I, on two occasions, I saw a river. 
And the Lord showed me about the rivers from this land will be a blessing. You, you, some of you know, my, I don't have time to get in that. But Bicha, he showed me very clearly a river. And that's one of the reasons why I'm here today. River bringing healing and blessing and restoration and life. Yeah. Amen. Now, uh, so this river, I've always been thinking, I even have picture paintings. People I had commissioned paintings, rivers, confirmations all over the place is a blessing. There's something about this place, about the river. And then we started building this dam on the river. And I said, Lord, I take that as a sign. Uh, but uh, if you're from Egypt and you're in the church today, we love you, Egypt. Hmm? If you just let us finish this dam, we'll show you how much will be a, even a greater blessing to you. Because I believe these are prophetic activities is more than a dam much more than a dam it's much more than a river it's much more than a river now one of the things the lord showed me uh, it was kind of blessed when i saw this is that whenever you are seeing a river uh, in the scriptures <clears throat> prophetically a river symbolize justice and righteousness hmm? uh, psalm chapter 89 verse 14 it says the foundation of his throne is justice and righteousness the foundation of his throne is justice and righteousness. In Revelation chapter 22 verse 1, it says that out of that throne flows a river, river of life. That tells me justice and righteousness and the river are somehow working in the same name. There's not two thrones. There's one throne. The foundation of that throne is justice and righteousness. And out of that throne flows a river. Are you following what I'm saying? Which tells me the two are one and the same. And if you think about it, it's true. Wherever you have both, there is life. Whenever you don't have both, there is death. And so a revival in justice and righteousness is a revival of the river of God. And it brings joy. And it brings life. And it brings healing to the broken places. So this building represents a river. A river of life. A liver of life for the country, a regulating body, hallelujah, that justice and righteousness will be found in our nation, that the potential of the nation will no longer be buried, but it will find life, hallelujah, that the life of God, hallelujah. And I would like to suggest to you that uh, uh, the government is not responsible for this river. Hmm? The, the, the Economic Commission for Africa is not responsible for this river. We love the AU and all those commissions, but they cannot produce the river. The river comes from the house of God. Justice and righteousness is the foundation of your throne. And we will be establishing a center, hallelujah, to worship God with the resources he's given us, with the justice and righteousness of God, starting with ourselves and letting that river flow, start small, but let it flow out from us to bring, uh, uh, bring a blessing to the, to the land. And, and this nation and this continent will be redeemed in righteousness. In fact, uh, they were praying for me for my birthday in the earlier service. And... Uh, Gosh, Alamal prophesied over me, I took it. He said, you will see with your eyes, hallelujah, the vision that you have declared. You will see the vision of the nation truly redeemed in righteousness. That you will see the entire continent be swept up with the love and the mercy of God. And not just preaching Jesus, but balancing the scales and preaching Jesus. Jesus looks much better on balanced scales. Jesus sounds much better on balanced scales. And we are advocating for the true worship of God, for the restoration of the Jesus bubble, hallelujah, and for the restoration of the promotion of His goodness, His gospel, and His justice. Uh, 
uh, and 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 uh, let me just uh, add that I think it's important to preach this as gospel believers, because gospel, the gospel is it means good news. It's not just good news for our soul. The gospel is good news for everything, and everything that the devil has stolen. When the gospel comes, it's in trouble. It has to be restored. Uh, amen. When Adam and Eve sinned, all right, they were banished from the presence of God. All right. And, and, and the land was cursed because of their sin. Am I right about it? I'm right about it. Uh, that means if Jesus comes and redeems us from the curse of Adam and brings us into the blessing of Abraham, that means our soul is saved, but the land that was cursed now has to be blessed. Five days God created the heavens and the earth and all of creation. And then he made man on the sixth day. He brought man into a finished work. Eh? So that when man started working, the work was already done. In fact, the instructions that God gave him was not to work, but to cultivate, to manage, to oversee. And God said that God made everything grow. But after the curse came, the, the curse was also work, but it was a different kind of work. It was outside of the five days work, where man had to, by the sweat of his brow, eh, eat of the fruit of the ground. Are you following what I'm saying? Five days and then God created man. Five is the number of grace. We are saved by grace. For it is by faith you have been saved and not by works. We are came into the kingdom by grace. Our work now has to be also redeemed by grace. Where we are no longer working by the sweat of our brow, but the wisdom of God, the grace of God, to cultivate what God is growing. I know for some, I, I, I've known both kinds. Of, you see, the blessing is work and the curse is work. It's just a different kind of work. And may God bless us from the work of curse as Africa and bring us into the work of blessing where God makes things grow. That's my testimony. I've, I've, I've done both kinds of work. You see, God allowed me to taste both kinds of work and God's work is much better. Hmm? I used to work a 12-hour shift delivery, driving cars all around the city of Los Angeles. I know every street and shortcut and back alley in the city of Los Angeles. Ask me. But that work almost killed me. Lord Jesus, 6 to 6 driving in LA traffic. That's, that's the curse of Adam, let me tell you. All right? That's, 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 that's the work that God did not intend for me. In fact, I got out of the, that work by instruction of the Lord. The Lord spoke to me and said, it's a long story, don't work there anymore. But then uh, the work that I'm doing now, it's the work of the Lord. Because God is making this thing grow. I didn't know any of you when we started this thing and look what God has done. All right, this is God. In COVID, wait, 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 let me tell you. No, just, just listen. During COVID, when we shut the doors of the church, our giving went up. That's the Lord causing things to grow. In a time where churches should be going out of business, Beza did just fine. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm not asking for an offering or anything or not putting anything. If you didn't give during COVID, you missed your blessing. It's already too. I'm not saying none of that. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, this is a supernatural work we are in. I don't understand how you do this. I don't understand how you pastor two different language congregations as one man, the same, equally in both. You don't do that. That's the number five, grace of God. In fact, Paul said, I am what I am <laughs> by the grace of God. And because of that grace, he said, and I worked harder than all the other apostles. 
because it was his grace that was working in me so it's not i'm told i'm not boasting about myself i'm encouraging you to find your grace and this building will go up by the grace of god i heard there's a story somewhere where god you know the 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 problem with our building is that the longer we wait the more the prices of everything increases and so what our initial projections were have increased multiple multiple times over and it's kind of becoming a, a bigger mountain to climb but when you add the grace of God, there was this story in the Bible when God took five loaves of bread and two fish. I believe I'm correct today. And he multiplied it to the point that everybody was satisfied and there was leftovers. Hallelujah. We are what we are by the grace of God. When we are in Christ Jesus, we go back into grace. God builds for five days and puts us in there on the sixth day. Hallelujah. And we just, everything just fits. Everything just flows. So that's just a message for free. If you're in a work situation that's killing you, just go back to the Lord and enjoy his grace. Or come to prayer unusual. Leave, turn your phone off and just enjoy the presence of God. And let God start working for you, doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. This nation will come out of this mess by the grace of God. We will see what God has said come to pass by the grace of God. We will receive every blessing by the grace of God. Hallelujah. I feel an anointing and I'm going to say it because it's my birthday today. There was a time when we needed a car, me and my family. We did not have a car. And it was very difficult because I'm the man of the house. You understand? And when you're the man, and we had a baby, and we needed a car. And the Lord, one day, he woke, and you know all the pressure of, you know, man of the house, and and, and one day, I, I, I woke up, and the Lord just put car in my spirit. There was no car. Hmm? But the car came in my spirit. And so I went to the kitchen. It's my birthday, leave me alone. I took a plate from the kitchen, and I began to drive it around the house. <laughs> I even stopped at red light and everything. And, and my wife, you know, she was kind of laughing at me, you know. It's like, silly, silly man of the house. Put the plate down and do something, you know. Just... So I went out of the house on the number 11 bus and went somewhere. Do you know what the number 11 bus is? Number 11 bus is right here. One, one is 11. Number 11 bus. And we went to wherever. And uh, when I came home, my wife was looking at me with her mouth open like that. Which is normal for us in, in our home, you know, when I, when I come home. It's just the glory and the presence. You know. Yeah, it's true. And, and she said, when you left, somebody called. A lady named Ainale. And she said, is this Pastor Z's house? Back then we didn't have cell phones. Or internet for that matter. But that's another story. Is this pastor's house? Yes. I have a question. The Lord spoke to me. Do you guys need a car? And my wife said, yes. And the lady said, hallelujah. Praise God. I knew God had spoken to me. I'm bringing a car for you today. So that morning, now that morning, I was driving a plate. That evening, hallelujah, I was driving a 1987 Honda Civic, silver on black. Now, 
it, it had some work to do, you know, it had like, when I started it up, it like sounded like it wanted to join the choir with the soprano, you know, <laughs> but it's okay, we start there, hallelujah, and the Lord blessed me with that car by grace, I didn't pay for that car, it came by number five, God went ahead, prepared, for, prepared it for, for me, and, and so that put a lot of faith in me, not for cars, but for everything, and so now you see we're driving a plate for Africa. We're driving a, a, a plate for poverty. We're driving a plate for war and tribalism. We're driving a plate that God would do the one, two, three, four, five, and come with number six and plant us right into this Africa worship center is the Jesus bubble. It will accomplish the purposes of God by the grace of God. Hallelujah. That Africa would see the light. And the darkness would be swallowed up with glory. Hallelujah. And the testimony would be that God did this. Because John's, uh, John quoting Isaiah, he said, When the mountains are leveled and the valleys are exalted. Hallelujah. He says, Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. May the glory of the Lord be revealed like never before. May we see his glory and nothing else. And may we be consumed by his glory. And may Africa taste the glory. And may the nations of the earth and the church of Jesus Christ be champions of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen.